man may not be on the top of his form, but he can still make himself useful. Well, welcome everybody to episode number one of a Roto Pastor podcast. <laughs> I guess you should probably decide, is it going to be a, a Roto Pastor podcast or is it going to be the Roto Pastor podcast? You're probably supposed to have these things figured out uh, before you go live and you start the podcast. Oh, well, uh, we do things <laughs> The Roto, the Roto Pastor does things differently. Uh, welcome. Hello, friends. My name's Sean. And, uh, I, uh, here, here's the big giveaway. I'm a pastor, thus, uh, Roto Pastor. And, uh, a few years ago, I've, I've been doing, I've been pastoring now for, uh, 10, 10 years or so, a little more. And, uh, a few years back, uh, my wife essentially said, I'll, I'll tell the story sometime. Uh, probably sooner rather than later, but my wife essentially said, you need a hobby. And uh, so I, I I got into playing fantasy baseball and hadn't been at the time and uh, loved it and and have uh, just dove head in uh, and, and, and having tons of fun. And my favorite, uh, my favorite kind of fantasy baseball to play is rotisserie, uh, thus Roto Pastor. And so uh, this is the, this is the podcast we're gonna have. We're gonna have some fun together, and uh, we'll see where it goes. I, you know, not a lot of grand plans. Uh, in, in my head, I guess I should say, uh, I I, I kind of like to do a five days a week. Uh, we'll see if that actually comes to fruition. Um, but would love to to do kind of like a Monday through Friday sort of thing where we just are, are are looking at all the the comings and goings of fantasy baseball and what's going on and and keeping track and starting a little community and interacting. Um, and so here we are. We'll see. We'll see where it all goes, and we'll keep you posted on that. So thanks for tuning in uh, to my grandma <laughs> and my mom and anybody else who stumbles upon this. Um, so essentially, this is kind of how I would imagine it. Uh, it. Probably not too long, although we'll see. As a pastor, you always say you're not going to talk that long, and then it goes way longer than most people want. That seems to be how it works. Um, so I'm going to each day that we do it, uh, come up with my, uh, 10, top 10 kind of storylines from, uh, the previous day, uh, be it hitting or pitching or, or other. Uh, and so we'll kind of walk through those top 10, uh, storylines and take a look at them and then probably also just do a little bullpen update and, uh, we'll go from there and see how long it goes. And so, uh, here we are. Episode one of the Roto Pastor podcast. Really quickly, I'm going to interrupt. One of my uh, uh, folks from the church is walking in, and just so they know, I am recording episode number one of the Roto po uh, Pastor podcast, so you're going to have to put up with me talking for the next few <laughs> few minutes. Um, Storyline number 10. We'll go, we'll do the countdown. Again, probably should have thought of that through this before I started, but we'll, we'll start with uh, story number 10. Uh, from opening day 2022, which by the way, well, let's just stop, can we, and uh, think about the joy that comes with the fact that we are sitting here, uh, it's April, it's April, right? Yeah, it's April, and it's opening day. Some of us thought this might not come with the lockout, that we might be into the summer without uh, baseball kicking off. So story number 10. Uh, I would say is my man, the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Kyle 
Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks. Wasn't he left for dead, right? I actually, uh, just so you know, uh, I, 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 one of the podcasts I listened to, and I'll just throw this out there, is the CBS, and I, I have been following Scott White for a while. And uh, Scott White uh, picked Kyle Hendricks as one of his sleeper pitchers. And so I, I in my probably uh, most important dynasty league, I just traded yesterday on opening day before the first pitch. I traded for Kyle Hendricks and Ty France. And uh, I, so I was watching, I was watching Kyle Hendricks and wanted to see how, uh, how he was going to do. It's a league I, it's a, for me, it's a league I had uh, Jacob deGrom and am hoping to compete and the loss of deGrom hits hard. And so uh, Kyle Hendricks was a bit of a dart throw to see. And oh baby, uh, it's one start, but 5.1 innings pitched, uh, one earned run, and then seven Ks. Not only that, but he had 17 swinging strikes. It was, I mean, this was like, it was like we went back in the time machine a couple of years. Uh, 13 swinging strikes on his changeup. If you watch, you should go to uh, check out MLB. Uh, they do game recaps that are beautiful. And that thing was just dancing. It was, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty. Um, and then picture list. I also follow them. They had uh, this stat that 59% whiff rate on his changeup. So super, super excited uh, for uh, Kyle Hendricks. Uh, super excited because I acquired him and am hoping he is going to be a thing and will help uh, get me to uh, the will help get me to uh, Jacob Durham returning uh, hopefully sooner. <laughs> rather than later. Uh, story number nine. Story number nine from opening day. Uh, probably should have been the first we talked about, but I was really excited about Kyle Hendricks. Story number nine is Tyler McGill. Tyler McGill of the New York Mets uh, was not, probably if we had asked it last November, who would have had Tyler McGill being the opening day starter for the Mets that was not something we were looking for, uh, probably the number five, maybe. Uh, but, you know, DeGrom uh, did DeGrom things, and uh, Max Scherzer uh, had a little, I think it was a hamstring tweak, uh, although I think he's supposed to go today. And so in steps McGill. I think there was rumors that it might have been a bullpen day, but, but McGill stepped in, and uh, who knew? The kid uh, is might be good, which means I am bad for dropping him last year in a dynasty league. But he threw five inning pitched, uh, six Ks, did not give up an earned run, uh, gave up three hits. And uh, I think the interesting thing for him was the velocity was up a couple miles per hour, I believe. So that would be worth uh, watching. Uh, super interesting. And uh, he's one that if you're on the early waiver wire this week, he might be a flyer to take. Uh, if he keeps up the upper, if he keeps up the velocity spike, that uh, would be of interest. Yeah, he did. Uh, I think he was, uh, is he a four pitch pitcher? I believe uh, change up and slider. He threw uh, 20% of the time and the fastball came in at 57% of the time. Story number eight is the old guy, which <laughs> which kind of hurts my feelings because I think he, I think he's 40. It's Adam Wainwright. Uh, if you didn't know, uh, I think he's 40, which is, uh, sad because I will be turning 40 in the next month. So I probably shouldn't call him an old guy, but Adam Wainwright, six innings pitch, six Ks. Uh, he only had four whiffs, but that's, I, I don't, 
I mean, that's not really uh, been his game. Uh, but that curveball, oh, it was going. And uh, he uh, he was throwing it. He was tossing it. Uh, he's. I think it was, you know, it was only the Pirates. So you take it with a bit of a grain of salt. But if you go back the last couple of years, I mean, last year especially, uh, he's been looking good. And uh, if you're a team that's competing, you need some pitching, he's one of those that might, you know, you might be able to get for a bit cheaper because people think, He's not really a thing, but he has been, he's been a thing. And um, certainly uh, his next two starts should be a thing. He's got the Marlins and Royals, so let's go. Uh, I, I will be happily starting him on all my leagues. And it was kind of fun. You got to admit, it was kind of fun to see him and Yadier Molina and uh, Albert Pujols uh, in the same lineup. Uh, that, was, that was fun for Cardinal fans. Uh, story number Seven. Are we on seven? I probably should have written this down. Number seven, uh, Tyler O'Neill. Dun, dun, dun. Tyler O'Neill. This, uh, if you listen to the podcast, you will, you will know that I, or at least you will come to know that I'm a, a huge Mariner fan. Uh, so this one, uh, hurts a little bit because back in the day we traded uh, Tyler O'Neill, uh, away and, uh, it didn't didn't sit well uh, with Mariner fans, and uh, when we look at this box score, it will <laughs> it will uh, not sit well even more. Uh, but he had a good day, and uh, that's good. I traded for him this year. I traded for him. This is this is this is the awful thing in Dynasty. I traded him away everywhere last year. Uh, essentially, gave up on him, and so when I traded him away, I pretty much traded him away for nothing. Uh, but then he had a great year and last, uh, off season I traded for him. And so I've been anxious to see if he could, uh, keep up on the, the strides he made last year and, and one game in so far, so good. He was two for three with a home run, a run, five RBIs. I think his home run they said was, I think 396 feet. Um, hot dang Tyler O'Neill might be good. Uh, they've always said, you know, skeptical uh, about his approach, but when you hit the ball that hard, uh, it, it should go a long way. And so I'm hopeful uh, that, that he is uh, for real. That's uh, 10, 9, 8, 7. Number six is uh, Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman hitting a home run on opening day, two for four with a run, two ribbies. Uh, he was hitting third in the Houston lineup. That's got to be nice. You got Altuve. Leading off, I'm not sure who they had hitting second, uh, but then you just, I mean, you got you got Bregman, uh, got Kyle Tucker. I think they had Kyle Tucker hitting sixth, and then you have Jordan. That's just a even without Correa. That's a that's a really good lineup. And uh, home run number one uh, on in the first game of the year. It, it, hoping for a little bit of a power bounce back and and he can get back into kind of the upper tier of the third baseman. Uh, if you look at kind of the advanced uh, look at that home run, I don't think he actually hit it particularly hard. So uh, it's worth watching. But uh, on, on day number one, that was good to see. Uh, story number, uh, the next story, I should say, is uh, it's not a game. It's a trade. I don't remember a trade happening on opening day, but we had a trade. Uh, the Twins and the Padres got together. Uh, the Twins acquired Chris Paddock, uh, starting pitcher, and Emilio Pagan. And the Padres, the Padres picked up uh, their, their now closer, Taylor Rogers. Uh, if you didn't know that, you certainly knew it after uh, 
uh, the, their blown save last night, uh, the walk-off. We'll talk about that in a minute. And they also got uh, Brent Rooker prospect, who's kind of, you probably think a flyer. I'm assuming, I would assume he'd go to AAA, but uh, I guess we watch that. Um, interesting deal. Uh, certainly for the Padres, Taylor Rogers is instantly, uh, you know, he was a closer for the Twins. He'll be the closer for the uh, Padres. I think Bob Belvin said that already. Uh, Chris Paddock will will certainly uh, insert himself into the uh, um, starting rotation for the Twins. Uh, rumor has it the Twins have kind of been after him for a while, so so maybe they know something or see something uh, with him that they think they can do to kind of unlock um, and get away from some of the struggles the last couple of years. I have no idea. Uh, pure speculation. Who will close then for the Twins? Uh, could be Pagan. Uh, could be Duffy. I think Fangrass has Duffy currently in the closer spot. Um, or are the kid uh, Jorge Alcala? I think I should have looked that up. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Uh, next story. One I'm really excited about. Shohei. Otani. Uh, although I should say I'm kind of excited. I the, the league I'm trying to win the most. I have Otani, but it's a weekly league, and so you can only choose to start him as a hitter or a pitcher. You can't start him for both. I given the weekend, the short week, I chose this week to start him as a pitcher and get the get the uh, pitching stats. Again, this is a league where I lost to Grom, so I thought you know that'd be good. Most weeks, I assume I will start him as a hitter. Uh, but man. Maybe not if he keeps pitching like this. Only 4.2 innings pitched. Uh, you'll give him that this early in the year. Not a shortened spring training. Uh, it's probably to be expected. But one earned run, earned run, and and the big number is nine strikeouts. Uh, sitting 98 miles per hour, and he just looked good. And and it was and it was against an Astros lineup that's really good. So he's holding them to one earned run, nine Ks. Uh, he may force the issue for those of you who have him in weekly leagues, whether you want to start him as a hitter or a pitcher. And you got to think this year, I mean, they got to, they got to want to win. Trout's got to want to win. Madden, you know, has got to want to win. So he's a year removed from Tommy John. I, I mean, who knows? I think they let him go. I think they, I think they take the gloves off and let him pitch again, uh, or let him pitch and, and go for it and, uh, and see, see where it all lands. Uh, and, and it doesn't hurt if you have him the, also the new rule where he, once he's taken out as a pitcher, he can continue to hit. So all good, uh, on the Shohei Otani front, uh, a couple more, uh, I think three more, uh, Tyler Malley, Tyler Malley, five innings pitched, zero earned runs, seven Ks. He had 13 swinging strikes. Uh, CBS said, uh, that he was throwing a cutter for the first time, th- uh, since 2019. So that'll be worth paying attention to, to see how that holds up with the arsenal. Uh, but man, Molly's looking good. My buddy Sam had him as a breakout last year and I, I wasn't sure, but, uh, he was right. The industry seemed to be right. Tyler Molly's looking good. It'll be interesting to see, uh, if he continues this year, the home, uh, and road splits where he, he, he wasn't great at his home ballpark. Uh, the next one, Ian Happ. Man, I had Ian Happ last year and, and traded away, got very little value for him uh, because he hit through his first 250 plate appearances, 186. And uh, there was the hope coming into the year of the breakout last year, and it just seemed like he fell flat on his face. Uh, but he picked it up after the Cubs kind of sold off and, and he got back to regular playing time. I think he hit 
in the back half of the season, something like 16 home runs. And he was back hitting somewhere in the, I think, 260s. Double check me on that. But good start yesterday. Three for four. Uh, had a double, three ribbies. Uh, it's an interesting team. Uh, you know, seemingly a rebuild, but but also some nice pieces. And uh, he's worth paying attention to. Uh, might be a sneaky ad. I have one league I know I'm desperate for outfielders, and he he might be a guy I go after and target. Last one uh, of our our ten is uh, Seth Beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks. And how can you not? I, I didn't know this uh, until I heard it on the broadcast. Uh, but apparently, yesterday uh, in the good old U.S. of A. Uh, was National Beer Day, and so Seth Beer hit a walk-off home run. He was two for four, walk-off home run, two ribbies uh, on National Beer Day. Uh, so how can you not include that in uh, the top 10 storylines of the day? He is interesting. He, he was not uh, super thought of uh, as a prospect. Uh, part of that just had to do with didn't really play defense. And so now that there's the universal DH, Arizona has a place to stash him. And so he's an interesting name to uh, keep an eye on. Uh, going into the season, uh, there's always been some thought that he had some power. So we'll we'll see how that turns out. Quick uh, run over the bullpen news. David Robertson got the save for the Cubs. Who saw that coming? Uh, he's 36. Uh, he apparently didn't play in 2020. And I should have checked whether that was injury related or just he sat out. Um but didn't really pitch much in 2019 or 2021. The numbers aren't good, but I think one year was 12 innings. The other year was six innings. So how much can you really go off of that? Um, but before that, it was really, really good. Uh, even having a few years, three or four, where he uh, saved 30 plus. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the Cubs do. Uh, and if he has got the job, certainly somebody you want to target uh, on the waiver wire this year. Uh, Ryan Presley got the save for the Astros. Uh, he's kind of, he's one of those, you just lock in, uh, again, uh, Padres, uh, for those of you who drafted Robert Suarez coming into the year, uh, wah, wah, blown save. I guess he got the loss. Uh, Stallman got the blown save, but, but Taylor Rogers is going to get that. A guy who certainly will be interesting to see how it comes down this weekend. Tony Santillians, uh, he got the save for the Reds. Uh, I'll be watching him. Hopefully the Reds will get another save opportunity before Fab runs on Sunday uh, because there was some talk that uh, he was up and getting ready to pitch before it became a save situation. Um, so that'll be an interesting, interesting to see. Was he, is he an op- does he have the opportunity to get saves going forward or was that simply a matter of he was the one who was up and rested? Uh, this one doesn't, the last one doesn't have anything really to do with uh, saves, but boy... Howdy, Spencer Strider, two innings pitched, five Ks, 100.3 on the radar gun, and somebody I traded away everywhere and uh, have been uh, sending out a couple texts today seeing if I can get back. But he looked really, really good. So maybe worth paying attention to in a deep league. I think that's it for now. I think we made it through episode one. Oh, one more thing. Uh, go look up. You got to go look up Pete Alonzo. <laughs> He uh, he was he was looking like I was running out there on the bases. Uh, he got thrown out at home, and uh, yeah, go give it go give it a look. Bit of a chuckle. Uh, the Mets game, uh, but yeah, that'll do it for episode number one. Uh, we will again take the weekend off, so we'll be back Monday morning, and uh, we'll recap all the going on with the top ten stories uh, from the weekend. 
I hope you have a good weekend, and uh, thanks for tuning in, Grandma and Mom, (laughs) to the the Roto Pastor Podcast. My name's Sean. Thanks.